Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 343. Today's guest is going to teach you that you have the power to create a life you desire. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Alicia Ellison. Alicia, welcome. Hi, thank you, Heather. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining me. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yes, I am in Miami, Florida. I am an author, a public speaker, and I still work full-time for corporate America and a single mom to two beautiful girls. I, I love the power of the mind and speaking about um, the power that we all have to create the lives we desire to live. I would say you are very busy then. <laughs> I'm very busy. And that's one thing I really want to hone in on today. Something you shared with me is this whole concept of lazy thinking. What do you mean by that? Lazy thinking to me is this idea that life happens to us, that there's a such thing as luck or coincidence, and we don't really play a part in the lives that we live. I am a strong believer that we play a part in the lives that we live and we play a part in what we've manifested into our lives based off the thoughts and the beliefs that we carry. I don't think uh, enough people put enough stock into the fact that your habitual thoughts is what has manifested around you. It's hard for people to understand because our thoughts are our own. No one else knows what our thoughts are. But I think when you look around your life and see what how you're living, that is representation of the thoughts that you've had consistently. Well, what I love about that and I, I, something I think anybody in this space talks about is if you expect tomorrow to be different than today, you've got to start thinking differently because otherwise it's literally insanity creating this constant loop and literally every day is groundhog day right but on that note how do you even something we talked about is kind of most most people are living on autopilot so mm-hmm. I'd love for us to talk about like well, what does that mean and then how do you get out of that trap autopilot to me is exactly what it says it's getting in your car you're driving to work and you haven't seen anything on the way to work. You're so used to your routine that you don't pay attention to what's being seen in front of you. I believe that becoming conscious enough of yourself to stay present in each and every day is beauty. A lot of times when I say stay present, like right now, me and you are talking, we're having a conversation. Oftentimes you can have conversations and you're talking to someone, but in their mind, they're thinking about dinner tonight, or they're thinking about what they did last night or the last time they spoke to you. They're not present in that moment, fully listening to you. And oftentimes in our lives, that's what we get. We get stuck in our routines, running from thing to thing, thinking about tomorrow, thinking about yesterday, and we miss the present. And that's autopilot. 
I think there's so many gifts and jewels in the present when you pay attention, but we always miss it because a lot of us are living in our minds. We're living in the past or we're living for the future, but we're missing what opportunities we have right in front of us today. Well, and I think we've all heard this for years, right? Uh, I'm of course gonna butcher it right now, but that one quote saying that yesterday's history the future isn't promised. The only gift we have now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm totally. The gift is today. The present is today. (laughs) And I think it's so easy to talk about. And Eckhart Tolle, um, I think somebody that you study or have listened to, that is his thing. It's the, it's the power of the present moment, but man, that is so hard because we are, I call it future tripping. I'm thinking about, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do tomorrow or next week or trying to plan? And, and so what that creates is this, mental chaos in our head, monkey mind, the anxiety and the stress. So what do you do or what do you know or have learned from Eckhart about this staying present? For me, it's a routine and I I start my routine every morning. And so these are things because they're based off me being conscious of me, right? So everybody knows themselves, I would hope. And and the goal is to know yourself, right? Because once you know yourself, then you know what you need to put into place to keep yourself present. So for me, I get up every morning, I make sure I exercise, I meditate, I journal. This is a way for me to welcome the day as a new day, as a new journey. I'm leaving yesterday, yesterday. If I think about tomorrow, it's briefly and it's with positive hopes, not with negativity. A lot of times we think about tomorrow in negative tones and we forget about today. Another thing is we all have triggers. When I say triggers, we go through our day, we may be present. And then as soon as we hear something on the radio, a song that reminds of us, an ex-boyfriend, you start thinking about the ex-boyfriend. Now your present is taken back to that moment. And however long you stay there, you've missed the present. So sometimes I do a present check, which is if I see myself as a trigger, I try to say, okay, what do I see right now? What do I hear right now? What am I smelling right now? What am I speaking or thinking right now at this moment? So it's just really bringing yourself back to reality and getting out of your mind by doing like a quick sanity check. Where where am I now? What is going on now? Because it's easy for triggers to take us back to our past and we start thinking from the past. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now back to regular programming. But this is a lot of self-control and training and being conscious of the unconscious. Yeah. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. (laughs) No, I was going to say the foundation of everything to me 
is being conscious of yourself. And that is the hardest thing to do is being conscious of yourself because we've, we've gotten very accustomed to being conscious of what the world wants us to do or what the world thinks we should do that sometimes we question our authentic self because it doesn't fit in with the world. So there's a balance that starts there first with just being conscious of what's good for you. What do you like? Well, and how about the quote, um, you know, you weren't born to fit in, you were born to stand out, but I get it. We want to fit in. We don't want to go against it. We, we want friends and whatever, but I guess I've gotten to the space of, and I, I had to let go of a lot of friendships and social groups because I wasn't quote authentic. I was wearing these masks of trying to be whatever. So how have you done it? Or do you recommend, Hey, let go of the external validation and connect within it's a journey (laughs) It, it it is a journey because you know the first thing is becoming okay with being alone becoming okay with being intimate with yourself and when I say intimate I mean you know spend time with yourself you know, spend time with your own thoughts, drink a glass of wine, write in a journal, um, be okay with being isolated because that's when you really start to find out who you are and how you feel without the outside noise. It takes a lot because this can in turn mean, you know, not listening to the radio, not watching the news, reading only certain things that's going to motivate and, 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 lift you up and maybe give you some knowledge of things you didn't know. Um, Understanding that, guess what? You don't know it all. It's still so much more for you to learn. So it starts there. And that's, that I believe is the work because oftentimes some people, I think boredom is the killer because people don't want to be alone. People don't want to sit still. We're so used to instant gratification and running around and having something to do that sitting still quiet, like meditating for 10 minutes is like a killer for some because they can't sit still. (laughs) You know what this makes me think is, you know, some people on a road trip, I can totally zone out and just like be awed by nature in awe. And some people can't stand silence. And so they have to be talking the whole time. But this, I can speak from personal experience. This is definitely years ago, but years ago, I could not be alone. My social calendar was jam-packed full seven days a week. I was out doing, I was busy because people are so afraid to be alone with your thoughts. And so my advice would be whatever you're most afraid of, go towards, because now I'm in a space of, I love silence. I love to be alone. I travel by myself. I, I'm not afraid to be alone, but how do you get someone to go from those are two ends of one spectrum? Yep. Yep. I, I, I think it has to be something internal. I always feel like there's, again, these triggers for me, the trigger was having my second daughter and she had special needs. And so the trigger was my thought process where I'm like, how can I be questioning her normalcy when I birthed her? Like I'm normal. And so there are things that happen in people's lives, whether they lose someone that are close to them, uh, they have a divorce or, you know, have a miscarriage. There are major life instances that happen that it's like a gut punch, right? And sometimes 
that gut punch makes you start questioning your thinking. And that is the trigger where when you start questioning your thinking, then it, it trickles down to, okay, well, what about this? Or what about, I was told this as well. And you start to uncover that a lot of beliefs that we carry from our childhood really need to be updated, really need to be changed to serve you better because you're limiting yourself and your life as an adult based upon things you don't even know why you believe still. Like you don't even know where it came from or where you picked it up. You know what analogy I love in that scenario is how often do we get a software update for our smartphone mm-hmm. versus like, when is the last time you did a software update on your I love thought that. processing? Wow. I love that. Right. I love that. And I think more people would benefit if they look at it from that way. Cause th- there are a lot of people that are just stuck in old ways just to be stuck in old ways. <laughs> Question for you. Oh, this is what I love. So you shared with me this whole premise of lazy thinking and that it's actually quite simple to flip the switch, but we think we get in our head that everything's got to be so complex and 15 steps. And, but you said the word simple. What do you mean by that? Well, I said simple because to me, the principles are basic. Your thoughts, your emotions, and your feelings are going to manifest your reality. It sounds simple. The concepts are, are really not rocket science, right? You're not, <laughs> you don't have to go put together chemicals or, or do something grand. Uh, people that you see that are living life and are happy are not doing something that is extraordinary. They just are thinking positively speaking positively and allowing their emotions and feelings to kind of guide them and and being true Mm -hmm. to them. I think it's simple because it puts you in the driver's seat. It makes you be the CEO of you. Like, how do I feel? Regardless of what I'm hearing and everything else, what does Alicia feel? What does Heather feel from within? And when I say within, that's that thing where me and you are having a conversation right now and you say something and I can say whatever, but inside I feel finicky. I feel anxious. I feel a ball in my stomach. Like those things are red flags. And it's simple for you to just pay attention to how you're feeling. I think that people make it more difficult by just being stuck in their ways of wanting to believe that things happen to them. Things happen for others, not for me. Um, Because of my family or my background, this thing will never happen for me. And that's just all your thoughts. And we make it more difficult with those thoughts. Well, as Abraham Hicks, I don't know if you tune into Abe. Yes, and Esther Hicks, yep. Yeah, Abe (laughs) says, uh, beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. And so I guess for me, I've I've always just lived from a state of curiosity Mm -hmm. and something you touched on earlier, you know, like maybe I don't know everything. So for me, it's been a mix of curiosity and humility and just like realizing hey, there's got to be a better way and surrendering or asking for guidance. And my mantra, my newest mantra is show me the way. So realizing like, yes, I want to be in the driver's seat of my own thoughts and and conscious awareness and like choosing and creating consciously because I'm aware of it. I'm also willing to let go of that driver's wheel and like take the passenger seat so I can be guided and shown the best. You know what I love from this? So, you know, we could talk manifesting. I don't really want to go there. I don't, for me, I have kind of realized, and I did it for years, 
manifesting was very ego driven mm-hmm. to want to get a thing. And then I would get the thing, but I was never, you know, I always wanted more. So I've realized this constant desire for more actually stems from a belief in lack and scarcity. And so that's when Mm -hmm. I stepped into, okay, you know what? I want to co-create my life. And so for me, that's again, been another paradigm shift, but it's the humility and the curiosity to go, hmm, show me another way. Yep. Yep. And, and the trust in knowing that you're supported. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's one of those things where I've come to a realization that we're all here to evolve. And every single thing that we go through is driving us to that evolution that we ultimately desire. We may not understand uh, pit stops in that evolution because in our mind we just know the end result the thing we desire the thing we want and we think we're moving towards that you're you're moving towards that you just don't understand how things are happening so that's when I think people start getting caught up in manifesting so much or controlling their thoughts and I mean I feel you can control your thoughts and you can be focused on goals but you have to like you said be open enough to know that regardless of if things are happening the way I think they should be happening, I'm still going with the flow. I'm still evolving. I'm still growing. Even when you're running into the walls and you're banging your head trying to figure things out. In hindsight, you know, years down the line, you would say, oh, I know why that, I know why that occurred. I needed that to happen. So when you set your mind on desires and things you want to go to, I think it's good as a roadmap. I always say roadmap. So you have these goals. This is what I'm going to. But the reality is, is that life is going to happen. You're going to get hit with unexpected changes. Things are going to occur, but you have to have faith in the fact that you're supported by the universe. And if you get off track, if you had the right roadmap, you'll be able to get back on and continue to go and be stronger with the lessons you've learned along the ways. I think sometimes we get caught up in things that are supposed to be lessons and we stay there and we become stagnant. Boom. So instead of that being like, just a road sign. We decided we're going to plan we're just here. Gonna, yeah. We're just going to, and it happens so much. People just throw in the towel and it ends there because they don't have the willpower for the moment to keep moving. Some of us get back up after a while, but sometimes it takes years and people have stayed at that one pit stop and they become a victim. Like we talked about earlier and they don't move anywhere. They stay there. So when you were talking one word that popped into, up in my mind that I'd like to talk about with this whole creating and having desires. I think that is what we're here for. We, I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience and to have a human experience is our five senses. And so sure, we're, we're going to want things, but the key word that, um, and I forget who I originally heard it from, it doesn't matter, but it's about, oh, maybe it's a Buddha thing. Detachment. You have to detach from the outcome. Yeah. How have you been able to do that? It is a daily practice. (laughs) Um, It totally is a daily practice because you can easily, like how I mentioned staying present, I believe there is a lot of power in now um, and Mm -hmm. trying to be your best every day. And, you know, just looking at it from a day-to-day standpoint. For me, it has been my saving grace because with my daughter, 
Um, I didn't have the what to expect when expecting guidebook. Like she didn't meet any of the milestones. No doctors can tell me what to expect. So the fear that creeped into me was so strong that I drove myself to suicidal thoughts because I felt like I cannot picture her future. I wanted some type of roadmap for what to expect in her future, but I had to become comfortable with knowing that you, you can never know what to expect and be okay with that. And being okay with that means every single day celebrating what I can today, being grateful for what I can today. I have a grateful journal. I write in every night just to keep me present to what I went through today and not getting so caught up in the past and the, and the future. Because every single day, they both are, are competing <laughs> for our attention if we let it. Like every moment you have the potential to have your past creep in and take over or your future, have you chased this thought of, I want this so much, but detaching means releasing both of that and just staying in your present moment and, and keeping focus on what you're trying to do at that moment. What you made me think of there is the mind wants certainty. Oh yeah. Ego wants certainty. And the way to keep certainty is to keep you in a boring ass box, AKA your comfort zone. Yep. But yes, you're right. Creating that trust and faith and a knowing that, hey, no matter what presents itself, no matter what this illusion looks like, Mm. I will be guided. I will be taken care of. But that is, that is totally, well, it has been for me, an internal battle. Yep. Wanting certainty, but trusting it's going to be, and it's this tug of war. It totally is. It totally is. And I think you hit it on the head about the illusion oh man, we, we, we live in such illusions, illusionary lives, like every single day. Some of us carry ourselves in a way because we are trying to think of what others think of us. So we live our life, we put on this show, we put on this mask because we want others to think of us in a way that we want them to think of us. Instead of us just showing up and being us, just being your true authentic self, being okay with how you think, being okay with how you feel, even if it's different from everyone else, this is you. And that is what makes you unique. Uh, we pull back from that. We, we start wanting to fit in, like you said, with the crowd. And we, we put on this, this show, this face, this mask to, I'm okay. A lot of people right now, mental health is a big thing because right now so many people are hiding what's really up here, which goes back to just our thoughts. Like we have the most horrible thoughts about ourselves, but no one will know because on the outside, we have this mask going on. But in the inside, there's this internal battle of our own thoughts of worth. Okay, so that makes me think of some high-level celebs, right? So Robin yeah. Williams. And who was that chef? There was some big chef that committed suicide. I'm oh, goodness. drawing a blank. This is a couple of years ago. But the point is, Robin Williams especially, right? This comedian putting yeah. on this front, that life is yeah. amazing. But clearly, internally, he so was bad. aching and hurting and wanted an escape. Yep. That is the power of our thoughts. It's the power of our thoughts. It's the power of our thoughts. Kind of in a summary then, how would you explain a mindfulness practice or invite somebody to begin doing this? For me, I always tell my clients or people that I'm working with to just start being conscious of themselves. 
start being conscious of your feelings. Um, if you can, day in, day out, whether it's on your phone or in a notebook, start to journal or jot down how you're feeling. And it may not be a paragraph. Maybe you'll just put some adjectives and say, you know, what you're feeling that day. Um, but start keeping track of how you're feeling and making your mind become conscious of how you're feeling. Because at first, you may not even notice that you're doing this. But with practice, you'll notice that, okay, I'm not feeling good. Okay, I feel upset. And it's not for others to tell you. This is something that you should be able to keep a track of for yourself, keep yourself in balance. And then it grows from there. Once you're able to become consciously aware of yourself, then you start becoming conscious of your ego. Then you start becoming conscious of your thoughts and your habitual thoughts and how they may be limiting you. But I think it starts with just becoming conscious of yourself and your emotions. Okay. Because you said that I have to give my own example. <laughs> I have definitely, but I've been studying this stuff and fully immersed in it in years, four years. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that observer effect and then start like detaching from, oh, the meaning we give thoughts. So just start observing. Well, that's an interesting thought that I mm -hmm. had. But now I'm in the space of like really observing ego. And as an example, when I'm sitting down to read a book, ego's going, go get something to eat, check your email, check your phone. I wonder what so-and-so's up to look on Instagram, da, 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 bouncing back and forth. And I constantly have to come back uh, well, the present moment, but like not resist it because right. then it will persist. But just like, I'm starting this new thing where I kind of just laugh. So yeah, to, me too. to break a pattern- <laughs> But then to be like, oh, again, this whole observ observer effect of, wow, how powerful the ego can be if I'm not aware and conscious of what's going on in my head. Yes. And I, um, I picked up a method. I forget. Oh, his name is on the tip of my tongues. But he was a lecturer from back in the day. And he had four tips for being conscious of your thoughts, like observing them. And it was like, you know, you exaggerate your thought to like the extreme, like these thoughts are like, oh, you can't have an Oreo cookie, you know, you're too big. So you, ex you, you kind of exaggerate it to like, okay, if I have a cookie, am I gonna break this chair right now? What is the cookie going to do to me? How is it impacting me? Mm -hmm. Or you have a thought that's saying, you know, I'm useless, I'm worthless. You do the opposite, you flip it and say, you know, I am powerful, I am enough, I am strong. You, you know, you use your affirmations to, to help strengthen you when those thoughts come. But it is all a part of being an observer to recognize that, okay, these are just thoughts. Now, are you gonna chase that thought and follow it and let it start making you feel icky? Or are you gonna be able to combat that thought and say, you know what, it's just a thought and you laugh at it by exaggerating it or saying like, okay, this is a crazy thought, where did that come from? But there are all methods for, you know, combating your thoughts at the end of the day, because some of us have really negative thoughts that are rooted from who knows where they came from, but you can combat them. That made me think, and then I don't know why I keep doing this, but when you talk, these visions keep coming in. So I'm going with it, but it made me think of, we have two choices with our thoughts. We can fuel the fire or we can extinguish it. Which yes. do you choose fuel or extinguish? Yep. See how simple, see we, this whole conversation might be complicated and overwhelming to someone, but we can narrow it down to two things, fuel, extinguish, yep. which do you choose? Yep. Question for you then, what is a key takeaway you want listeners to get from this conversation? 
Well, a key takeaway I would say is be mindful that every single day you're starting your day as the coach. And if you're the coach, you have the ability to tag the players that you want to play in your life. You can tag Mr. Negative or you can tag Mr. Positive, but whoever you tag, you're still the coach. So regardless of the day, whenever you catch yourself saying, oh God, I let negative run my day, you can still pivot and change it to something more positive. A lot of times we get caught and we let negative run our day. And instead of changing it, we still let that thing continue to run and gain momentum. So now it's not just negative, it's negative, it's fear, it's doubt, it's worry, and it's built into this big thing. And we never give ourselves the opportunity as the coach to blow the whistle and say, hey, I, I need to pull you out because you're not serving me right now. So I, I want people to know that with their thoughts, you have the power to always redirect your day, redirect your situation by just changing them from something that is so victim or, or negative or doubt-filled or worrisome to something a little more positive. And if you can't do that, put it on the back burner. Like there are other topics and other things to think about. Sometimes you just have to put that on the back burner and change it to something that's lighter. That was such a good analogy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd love to wrap up the interview. So I have a couple of rapid fire questions for okay. you. Okay, I'm ready. What is a quote or motto that you live by? All things are possible. I don't know where that originated. I used to have that on a tablet. <laughs> yes, I agree. All things are possible. And that comes down to belief. Yes. Yeah, yep. I love that. Mm -hmm. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Well, I'm currently reading this, The Perfect You. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Um, this one is, um, I'm reading and it's pretty interesting. It's by Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's a neurologist, uh, but she's religious as well. So to me, I'm just opening my mindset of looking at the different ways that she's coming at your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, feelings and quantum physics and how you hone in on yourself. I, I'm, I'm really at a point in my life where I'm really just honing in on Alicia. What do I need to do to make sure that I'm acting out of love and I'm in the place that I want to be in regardless of everyone else? So that's something I'm currently reading and that's the studies that I'm in at this point. I love that. All right, mm -hmm. final question. What okay. advice would you give your younger self? Um, <laughs> uh, the advice I will give my younger self is to bet on you. Trust yourself. Nobody knows you better than you know yourself. No one has the same perceptions based off your life, but you, because you're the only one that has lived it thus far. So bet on you. Trust yourself. I love that. What a great note to end on. Alicia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Heather. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.